0: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.
1: Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram. nobody wants to hear about what your animal is doing in the background like yeah. when you're on a zoom or you're on a podcast no one I mean even though I'm always like oh tiny dog nobody wants to hear. sorry the dog's just like she saw a squirrel you're like shut up like yeah. I don't care I can't see it I'm not interested I was on a zoom the other day and someone's dog was barking my dog has done that you know, and you're just like, sorry, she's just going nuts. And you're like, anyways, if we could just finish the Zoom so I can kill myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're pretty respectful of that kind of thing. But Tianfu does go nuts if she hears a door. But what are you supposed to do about that?
1: Can I tell you something? We were walking her this morning because here's the rule. You want to walk Tianfu? She's sweet, baby. If she sees another dog, she will lose her mind. Yeah. And this guy was walking... I don't know how he got this dog. It was like a hybrid Belgian Malinois pit bull. And it was like deep black with like piercing day glow blue eyes. Oh, And I was just like, it was like he went to the pet guy and he was like, what's the scariest looking animal I can walk <laughs> whose eyes glow in the light. And it was like growling at her. And I was like, okay, maybe just, we'll just down on separate side of the street. Because your eyes are fire ice.
0: Did she... I mean, what the dog, I'm sure, was, like, perfectly fine, right?
1: The dog was also losing its mind, but she started. Also, you can't take pauses that long. This isn't NPR. Like, I'm, this isn't Radio Lab. One of my <laughs> biggest pet peeves about listening to that kind of stuff is just, like, they always ask these, like, questions that, like, aren't that funny. It's like, and so what was the dog's response? I mean, was she, like, hi, I'm a dog. You never listen to any of those kinds of shows?
0: No, but I do. It must have been recently someone messaged us and was like, do you speed up the the sound and like cut out pauses? I was like, no, we just, neither of us pause or ever stop talking.
1: Nobody wants to hear that. Like some people already listen to pods at like 2X, 2X, but like nobody wants to hear your interrogative pause. Like, And so, I mean, what did you do? I have stop great interviews right in the middle because the person being interviewed is just like mouth masturbating. Like I was listening to, I'm not going to name names. I was listening to some interview and this one was just like, you know, and so you couldn't go outside to say water your plants or take a walk. I'm like, we don't need examples of what being outside entails. Like record a comedy special, listen back later if you really want to get off to it.
0: Right. That's why the majority
1: of podcasts are terrible.
0: Do you think that most people listen to their own podcast? Uh, they should. For quality. I listen to this one at least two times by the time See, it's come out all the way you're through. you again. I was you're thinking positing. of numbers. That was a thought. That wasn't, I wasn't doing it for dramatic effect.
1: Uh, I listen to it for quality assurance. Also, I like, especially if I'm interviewing someone or the way I interact with you, I always want it to be fun and upbeat. I never want it to be like I'm talking over someone. So I listen back. It's also fun. We're fun together. We're a fun time, letting people know.
0: I'm glad you don't listen and then text me like, that was bad. We're not good. No, you're very, you enjoy it, which I enjoy. At
1: 1835, I said something really funny, so (laughs) I like it. Anyway. Uh,
0: We need to talk about the fact that last week's episode had a question, uh, the man and the stepbrother, that has really (gasps) got the listeners talking. Everyone is like, we need updates, we need more information. It's like that it is, the story is what it is. As soon as we hear when they've broken up, I will break the news, breaking news on this show. But that was maybe one of the craziest questions we've we've gotten. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to last week's episode. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. No, it's the first question.
1: If I'm telling this to that guy, he's not Welsh. I think just the boyfriend was, I don't know. If you don't break up with him, you are banned from our podcast because (laughs) you clearly- don't want advice. You just want to tell people you got to break up with that guy. Please go back to what was last week's episode called? Like a Welsh rare bit? Out of bounds. Mm, okay. Well.
0: I try to be careful in that. I The other option was a Welsh betrayal, but I was like, I don't want Welsh in the title name just in case the boyfriend sees it. I don't know. I was like, I don't want Fuck this man to get guy. caught. I don't want him to Fuck. get caught. So I put Welsh betrayal no. in the in the text of the description.
1: Your generation's too sensitive. Oh, I don't want the guy that tricked his boyfriend into sleeping with his stepbrother. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Too diplomatic.
0: I was more, I didn't want him to get caught for writing in. Oh my God.
1: As if the Welsh guy even listens and as if he's the only Welsh person ever. Let's just answer new questions because your logic is- All right. I'm questioning having employed you for so long if that's your logic. (laughs) I'm glad you're gone.
0: <laughs> hey, no, go you're not.
1: Dog was drinking my smoothie.
0: Get away from me! Take Love the pod. Can't wait to see a pic of the tiny baby girl. Me Here too. we go. <laughs> me too. I. <laughs> my husband and I hosted Thanksgiving. It was a small gathering that included his mom, sister, and grandma. Grandma is 87 and has limited mobility, so we went above and beyond to make sure that we were set up for her to be comfortable. I asked my husband to set up my nice chair, which I use as a desk (laughs) chair for her in the living room. She raved about this chair all night. Fast forward to dinner. My seat was next to her. And when I went to set down my plate, she said, that's a lot of food on your plate. Do you always eat that much? I completely ignored her comment and didn't even look at her. My husband and his mother heard her saying this. I was kind of hurt my husband didn't stand up for me. Mm. He told me he didn't want to bring attention to her comment, but that he will say something if it happens again. This past summer at a barbecue, I was serving myself a second plate of food and she shouted, you're eating again? (laughs) I know we often give old people a pass, but as someone that has a certain level of trauma from being harassed about my weight throughout my life, mostly by my own father, these comments are triggering. So much so that I've told my husband that I don't have any desire to spend any more time with his grandma and he's totally fine with this. He never liked her that much. Do you think I'm overreacting? How would you have responded to such comments given that she's an 87-year-old woman? Her comment partly ruined the holiday for me, especially because I really put forth a lot of effort into cooking and creating a cheery ambiance. Side note, I'm really not that big. I'm not skinny by any standards, but I'm in good health.
1: Uh, Look, I don't know what you look like. And we, as we've seen in our society, are not allowed to judge anyone's body for any reason, even if they are fused to a mattress. Um, I think everybody thinks that they're healthy and there's different metrics for that. So that's not for me to judge. Also, I don't know what you look like. And even if I did, I wouldn't say anything. Um, Honestly, at 87, is, is Nana spry? Like, is she fine otherwise? I'm not trying to be like, well, she's old. It's whatever, which is what you were talking about. But I could see my mom saying something like that to me or someone. It's insensitive, but... She doesn't know that you have trauma, as you say, associated with it. It is just a comment. And if you've worked through it, sure, it can be triggering. But, you know, maybe you can, I, I would just brush it off and be like, well, I'm eating it. You know, it's not like she's harassing you. And it doesn't sound like the kind of feedback that if you gave it to her, she would rectify it for next time. So you have to make a decision about how you feel. And this thing about, like, I just don't want to see that grandma. All right, so you see her once a year. And she tells you you load it up too much on the plate. I do think people, and this is not necessarily you, and people are gonna hate that I'm saying this. I do think people a lot of times, a lot of times, allow a trauma to dictate their life. And so now no one can say anything. I remember I have a friend who is very thin, and it's because not anorexic thing, but she's a thin girl that's tall, and I always thought of her as just like an in-shape runner. And it's because she is that that I said this. We went to like get frozen yogurt, and I was like, "Get it, big girl." Because it was like a lot of yogurt. Because I was getting, and she was like, "That is really hurtful." I used to be really heavy, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like I would only, have, I would never make fun of you if you were heavy. I said it because you're the opposite of that. Nana's just being Nana. Personally, I think if we all walked around setting our boundaries with everything, everyone's going to be too afraid to talk to people. And what Nana will take away from that is like, okay, I guess I just won't talk to Susan. I personally think you let it go. It's not like she was like, what's up, kid who got molested? Pass the
0: turkey. I think the advice that you've given in the past is really good, which is to just be like, why would you say that? Why do you care how much food I eat? Just like to turn it on her, like very calmly. And you might not be calm in that moment because it does hurt your feelings. And I understand that. And I think... Or if you really want to just be like, that actually hurts my feelings when you say stuff like that. And maybe she'll go too bad and maybe she'll go, oh, and not say anything like that again. I mean, if you've never said anything to her about it, I think it's worth it to say it once. And if she keeps doing it, it's like, well, don't have grandma over anymore.
1: Counterpoint, you had like half the turkey on your plate and you're like, I'm loading up for the winter. Um, I mean, I definitely don't have a weight problem, but my mom will, like my mom eats so much, so little, and she'll be like, stop eating. Have an apple, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm twice your size. Like, I need to eat, or you're going to lose a limb. So, I don't know. This is a decision you make about how you want to control it. And I don't know that not seeing Nana and your husband being like, I was never crazy about her. Jesus Christ, this lady has nowhere to go for the holidays. Is she a bitch normally? I think. It's that she was at the barbecue. Yeah, she- about food. She is. Well, that was just one sentence. Was she fine otherwise?
0: you know maybe or maybe she doesn't interact she's just silent until she's like the food police
1: you gotta make a choice you gotta decide you're gonna suffer silently which is the Jewish choice or you're gonna say something which is also the Jewish choice Which Jewish choice we... And don't name this episode the Jewish choice because it's going to sound like a Sophie's Choice thing.
0: I would never. Yeah,
1: you would. You would. No, I would no.
0: never because I'm not positive when I'm allowed to, Like Jewish is fine, but Jew feels bad when I say it. So you I can't, don't know. I try can't to say avoid G- it.
1: Also, I got to say this. <laughs> I don't need to be wished a happy Hanukkah. I am not delicate about religion. I don't celebrate. I don't have children. It's more of... It, uh, Hanukkah is the celebration of a military victory as are a lot of Jewish holidays, but it's not like Christmas to us. And they only stuck it here because, I mean, Hanukkah came first, but they're only together for commercial purposes. It doesn't warm my heart. It's not like a Jewish new year. You don't need to wish me a happy Hanukkah. People who don't (laughs) know Jews are like, and a happy Hanukkah to you. I'm like, I'm not spinning a dreidel, frying latkes, lighting a candle. Like I'm good. I'm okay.
0: I really thought to myself the other day, I was like, I should wish Eliza no. happy Hanukkah. And I was like, no, I'm not going to text her that. I'm going to talk to her in a day. Like, it's fine. You want
1: to <laughs> say happy holidays, Merry Christmas. I'm fine with that. It's not. Yeah. It's really more for the children. No one's giving me a present every night. i <laughs> got this lukewarm smoothie. Anyway.
0: That, that was brought right to you while you sit on a beanbag chair. That's a gift right there.
1: I'm eight months pregnant. And it is <laughs> It is not impossible, but it is not easy to get up, but I'm okay.
0: Yeah, you're really sunk down in there. I don't know how this is going to go for you.
1: I'll be fine. Broadcasting okay. live from the center of this love sack. <laughs> it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already struggling, stressed, or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, com Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors, fresh, never frozen meals, because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal.
0: Anonymous, how do I help my best friend in her controlling, emotionally, and mentally abusive marriage when she's married to my brother? Oh, no. Context. I inadvertently set them up 10 plus years ago. However, (laughs) early in their relationship, he was being a super dick to her and refused to commit for a very long time. Ultimately, I told her to leave and quit putting up with this shitty behavior. She deserves so much better, but she stuck it through and they seemed to be super happy, eventually got pregnant, had my nephew, got married, Fast forward to a few months ago, I went back to my hometown where they live and stayed with them for a few nights. It was then that I caught wind of how demanding and emotionally abusive he was. At one point, he even blew up at me, which was very odd and uncomfortable. Then a month or so ago, I get a call from her and she's beside herself. She told me some very concerning things about his behavior and their dynamic. I'm honestly shocked. I told my mom and she's at a little loss as what to do. Are you, He's you always had. Well, he's always had a temper and anger problems, but I had no idea he treated her this way. Quite frankly, we're all a bit scared to confront him. I want to fly my BFF and nephew out to see me. All expenses paid, but she's too afraid he'll be mad. What do I do? I'm worried for my friend and want nothing to do with my brother at this point. How do I help her? Much love to you all.
1: God, I don't know. That's so above my pay grade because that's like, is he hitting her? is I mean, I don't know much about this stuff. I know that I have no problem telling my own sibling when he's being a big penis. Um, I yeah, that's tough because it's a marital dynamic. It's something that she probably signed up for stupidly, but now probably feels a little trapped. Mm-hmm. i that's tough. I mean, all you can do is offer support to her. You know, are you the kind of woman that would blow up at your brother in front of her and she would feel protected and vindicated? That's tough, you know, because he sounds super abusive yeah I, I can't I can't advise that. I don't know her financial situation. I don't know her kid situation you know maybe just provide a way for your friend to vent tianfu if you're going to give you reindeer horn you can't throw it everywhere it's too big for her she loves it though that's my answer i mean that's so fucking weird <sighs> oh my god come here
0: have a good time
1: you can have it here i mean right people you guys write in with very serious stuff i don't i'm not like a counselor But that's, it seems to me like all you can do is let her vent and you can call your, you can't get in the middle because you're going to call your brother and he's going to be like, quit being such a bitch, Cynthia. And he's going to hang up on you, Cynthia.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you're saying you want to fly her out to spend time with her and that you're worried he'll be mad. He'll be mad that she's coming to see his sister. I mean, fly her out, get her out of that situation and see how he reacts. And then you can be like, hey man, you're being nutso.
1: Yeah, I, something, something's going on. She uh, sounds like she's about to get into like a domestic situation. So I don't know. That's really scary. And that is, she's going to have to take those first steps though. Yeah. You can't do it for her. Ladies, no. you cannot live people's lives for them. They got to advocate for themselves and then you can support them. But it can't be you leading that charge. No. I guess. I don't know.
0: Kick it. Christmas party love triangle. Well, Hi, Eliza plus yes. team. I'm 27 female and need help with a Christmas party situation. Every year, the family of one of my best friends hosts a large Christmas party at their house. It's a big deal, lots of food, lots of friends. And I've been going since I can remember. I've been dating someone for the last eight months, Chris, and had an expectation that I would bring him. Mm. Here's where it gets triangly. My ex-boyfriend will be there. We had a tumultuous relationship, but I've never recovered from him so much so that early in my current relationship, I slept with him. Understandably, Chris Chris didn't take that well. I haven't told Chris that my ex will be there, and I also haven't even told Chris about the party. We've had some ups and downs, and ultimately, I haven't felt like he will be my life partner, and I've been thinking about breaking up with him. I just have <laughs> no idea how to proceed. There are too many variables. Help. Love you all. X, J.
1: Super simple. Uh, you attend Sam's Chris. Hey, it's a family thing. I was invited. I. They said I couldn't have a plus one or don't even say anything. Be like, I'm just going to pop into this. I'll see you after. You are rearranging your life for temporary comfort for a relationship you don't even care about. Um, I wonder if you would bring Chris if the ex wasn't going to be there. And I think that you would. Uh, There's no reason to create an uncomfortable situation. Uh, Chris will be upset if and when he finds out your ex was there and he'll be like, you didn't want me to go. What I think you need to do is break up with this current guy. I know that it's Christmas, but like it's a party and it's the holidays. You should not have to think about it. If you love this guy, you bring him, the ex gets over it. You always want to be respectful to the person you're with of like, hey, this dude I slept with is going to be at this party. So you don't make a cuck out of him. Okay, so break up with the guy and go to the party, get a little drunk, make out with Chris, have the best party ever. Sorry, make out with the ex, but you got to break up with Chris. Because you certainly don't want to break yeah, you got break up with him. You can't have your cake and eat it too, even if it's a Christmas cake.
0: You're like, I don't see a future with him. Also, I lied to him. Also, yeah. I don't want him to be there when I go see the ex that I slept with. Also, like, you don't like him. Let him go. Think
1: about how you would feel if you were dating some dude and he cheated on you and his ex-girlfriend was going to be there. Like, this is garbage. Get rid of this guy. Do it now so he has the holidays to distract him. Do it now In while it's early December.
0: Yeah. Hi, Eliza Emily, Tianfu, and baby girl on the way. Could you, she by the me way, on a
1: f- she's, well, I'm sorry. She's like, that's not what I wanted to hear. She wants to hear, like, bring both, see, and see if they want to have a threesome Buy the Kringle Cake. Kringle Cake. We're giving you the advice no one's going to give you.
0: <laughs> or is that everyone in your life is giving you and you thought you could get different <laughs> advice here? No, I we're agreeing with everyone.
1: I don't know why you thought you'd come here. Welcome to the Shark Tank. Welcome to Shark Tank. Your valuation's too high on your relationship. You're a cockroach. You're going to zero. I love that show.
0: Do they call them cockroaches on the show?
1: Mr. Wonderful does it. A man who's gotten us to call him Mr. Wonderful. That's how persuasive men can be. Yeah. He's like, you're a cockroach. What?
0: What's his real name?
1: Kevin Federline.
0: What's <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin Federline? It's Kevin. It's Kevin O'Leary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Eliza, Emily Chanfu, baby girl on the way. Could you advise me on a phasing out friend situation? Yes, <laughs> mm, of course. Context: I'm a 32 year old female, happily married, in college. I had a. Cl- Do you think this is the podcast where they use, the word "female" is used the most without us being incels? It's
1: the that or like <laughs> uh, like a uh, like a rapper podcast because rappers <laughs> describe women as female. <laughs> And I think people do it just to be like, just to your clear, female. No one's saying woman.
0: I think it's because we originally, I I feel like it just is a trend that has carried on from just us being like, what are you? Who are you? What do you Mm -hmm. like?
1: We need (laughs) contact. But why doesn't anyone say girl?
0: Sometimes they do. I don't know. So, this is a 32 year old female happily married. In college, I had a close group of four other female friends. We did everything together, and I considered them my closest friends for the longest time. We were also roommates during college. Okay. After graduating, I moved to South America, studied Spanish in undergrad, and it became my home the past 10 years and met my husband there. She's like, I was far away. Still, I still don't speak it, but oh well. Bueno. But it's been good. Even though I was far away, I wanted to maintain my friendships with these girls. I even traveled back home for two of their weddings, costing me over a grand for just a plane ticket. But over time, it felt like they really didn't care about my life abroad. Mm. They never tried to visit me, and gradually I talked to them less and less. It really hit me how much our friendship was non-existent when I got married this past year and had a small, beautiful destination wedding in Italy. I didn't expect them to go because going to a destination wedding is a lot to ask. I just expected support from them, maybe some questions about the planning. They basically only sent me messages on the day of saying congrats. Now I've moved back to the U.S. for work in the past couple months and I thought they might try to reach out again since we're in the same country, but it's been minimal. Sometimes I wonder if it's just because I'm the ugliest friend of the group and I'm being phased out. LOL. Oh my God. That's so harsh. At least you know. (laughs) (laughs) At least you know you're ugly. (laughs) My question is, I'd like not to care or let it bother me, especially since I made other great friends abroad, but it has really hurt me over the years. We have a group chat, which is a constant reminder of this, where they just send pictures of their children, basically. I don't want to cause any drama, but don't know how I can stop caring about this and how to avoid the reminders. Any advice is welcome, and so sorry this is so long. Okay, hold Mm. on. You think it's because you're the ugly friend? Are you the only friend without children? Ooh. That could be a big factor. You're saying the text thread is just pics of their kids and you don't feel connected? Yeah, you know,
1: I, I, you'd have to be pretty ugly and uh, for <laughs> this to really affect it. And also, hot friends need the ugly friend. But this is not about your looks, unfortunately. No, you
0: might be the hot friend.
1: Yeah, you might be so hot that you're weird-looking in person. You know how some models are weird-looking in person and you take a picture like, ah, stunning.
0: Um, or so hot they don't want to be friends with you.
1: That's probably the. That's probably what it is. I think we've answered it. You're so hot that nobody wants me. That's how I always feel. I'm like, is it because I'm too good looking? Is it because I'm too in shape? Um, Emily, that's a great call, and it ha- probably is not personal as much as like those are just busy moms, and that's what they're connecting on. I mean, just being pregnant, I found that I'm like caring less and less about my friends who are just going out because even when I got married, I was like, okay, well that's not my life. Everybody moves through stuff you're hurt and you're hurt from a long time ago with them. Uh, the heart part, the hard part is that uh, I don't think it's personal. I think people are just kind of selfish and busy with their lives. And the fact that you move back to the country, I mean, the U S is a big country, so it's not like you're close. Um, you always have to take stock of your relationships or is it reciprocatory? Are you putting in more than you're getting out? I'd be interested to know about the kid question. I also think there's nothing wrong. I mean, are you answering these texts and everything you say, like no one's responding? You're like, I have a funny story. They're like, anyways, Brenton's got to go to preschool. I don't think there's anything wrong with just opting out of the group text. And if someone texts you like, what happened? You'd be like, oh, I didn't realize. You can always lie. But just, I bet you if you did, no one would say anything.
0: I think they're just in different
1: places. And I think you just, it's not personal. I had something similar. Everybody kind of went their separate ways. And like years later, I talked to like one of them. But like, I think you're just very hurt and you need to let that go with some sort of grace.
0: Yeah. As much as you have wanted to stay in contact from a different country, like it's really hard to do that. It's not easy to do that.
1: It's boring. It's boring. Like only your mother wants to hear about your day-to-day. Like I can see people like, how is Europe? Like nobody really wants details about your trip. Or your life, especially in a group context, especially if you're not leading the same kind of life. So it might just be different paths. Don't take it personally. And you can always secretly like think that they were bitches and you move on. And then you become super successful in, I don't know, say stand-up comedy. And you're like, sorry, guys. Sorry, you guys weren't cooler.
0: Hey, Eliza and crew. Have you ever had to deal with stage fright? If so, what have you done to deal with it? No. Next for question. For context, <laughs> for context. I was asked to play a solo guitar piece during one of my church classes for about 50 people. Before this, I had only played for a handful of people in a more casual sh- setting. Despite practicing for weeks, enrolling the help of my guitar teacher, and feeling confident with the piece, I still got shaky legs and hands as soon as I started to play, making it nearly impossible to play correctly. I stumbled through the piece making a mistake in about every measure. As soon as I was done, I was so so embarrassed. (laughs) I packed up my shit and got the hell out of there. But one person caught me on the way out and told me the guitar could be hard, which reinforced that I did sound as bad as I thought. And I wasn't just being hard on myself. Any tips for overcoming stage fright? Or should I just forget performing in public and stick to performing in my living room? Wait,
1: is nobody asking you to perform again? Then who cares? Are you thinking of performing again?
0: I guess it's she... Wants to be like if some if they asked her again, I think she'd want to be able to do it with a little less fear. Look,
1: the good news is you did a really bad job and you didn't kill yourself, right? You didn't mm. die, which proves, which just shows to go, yeah, like nothing that bad is going to happen. And it is one of those things where like practice won't make perfect, but it will make it less scary. Now, there are people who perform and they always get nervous, you know, or anxious, but the more you do it, the more fear you remove from it, because you keep showing yourself. Like even if I mess up, like I'm still here. It's there. People are so afraid of public speaking, but like, when's the last time someone spoke publicly and like they were mobbed? I'm sure it happens all day in the U.S. or shot or something. But nothing bad's happening. And yeah, if you're really bad, like people aren't going to tell you. Like there are so many comics who are punishable, and they'll never. Nobody's going to take the time and respect to be like, hey, dude. These premises are really hacky. You're really bad. You suck the energy out of the room. They'll just be like, hey, nice set. Next. Like, nobody cares. So I it's, it's up to you. Nobody's going to force you to perform. So is it something within – are you going to succumb to this or are you going to move past it? Are you going to grow as an artist or are you going to stay small? I would – it's like one time I almost fell off a horse. And they did make me get back on the horse. And I'll tell you what, it did nothing. I really don't like riding horses. But – I was happy I got back on the horse. So, I would go do another one just to show, just to prove to yourself. You're constantly yeah. having to prove to yourself that you're going to be okay. Or yeah. you're terrible and you're hurting everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd have to be pretty bad. Practice more. If you're in a guitar class, you're like learning. You should, you're going to make mistakes. You got nervous, it's not a big deal. They thought also, they were being nice by saying it was hard, but I get how it's like when you think when you think something was bad and then someone else confirms it, you're like, what? It was.
1: Yeah, that's always awful. Like sometimes I'll say something to be self-effacing. I'll be like, oh, rough crowd. They'll be like, yeah, they weren't great. I'm like, no, you're supposed to say no, Eliza, you're brilliant. It was them. Or maybe not performing yet. Maybe get a little bit better. It's totally up to you. It just depends on what you actually want. But don't let them yeah. scare you. Nobody cares. Nobody's like yeah. still talking about that. You're fine. Yeah. There are people dying and you're writing about guitar. FMH.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Did you just learn
1: that? No, my brother <laughs> said it to me about seven years ago and I didn't know what it meant. And he just kept saying it and it drove me crazy. And Then I found out. Now I know. Now I know. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like French
0: I started a new job this year and it is a dream job for my career. I work from home in healthcare, as do the others in my department, so we do not really know each other. Since I've been here, there have been two mass emails requesting money for gifts for the hourly employees, not much more than minimum wage, and our two bosses. One instance was for our healthcare week and this time for Christmas. Since I just started, I am hesitant to make waves, but I'm annoyed for two reasons. Number one, We are getting a large dollar amount gift card for our two bosses, more than the hourly employee gift. Trying to keep it vague, but the gift cards are more than $200 each and the hourly employees are getting less than $15 each. We are not being asked if we want to contribute beforehand. This person is committing to a monetary amount and then telling everyone what they owe. I've been told this happens about three times a year. Should I bring this up to anyone or just keep my head down and pay the money to avoid making enemies? P.S., my friend, and I, my friend at work and I are having a wager. I'm submitting the question to you and she's submitting to one of her favorite pods, so no pressure, but you are involuntarily Ew. in this competition now.
1: Ew, you're doing to me what they're doing to you. Only mine's with advice <laughs> and yours with a dollar amount. And go watch the episode of Friends where Ross doesn't want to give money to the janitor that he doesn't know.
0: But that is so different than like them want them being like, let's give your boss who makes more than you a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I agree. I agree
1: with what Emily said. You should roast Emily. Me? I look, (laughs) and you're saying you just started?
0: Recently, yeah. So it's like, and you make an hourly, hold on, you make an hourly wage. No, so this person, it sounds like is on salary, but they give a little Christmas gift to the hourly employees that's like a $10 to $15 gift card to each of those employees. And then mm-hmm. they give their bosses a $200 plus gift card. So basically the person's like, we're buying $500 in gift cards. Everyone owes 50 bucks or okay. whatever.
1: I hear that. Um, since you are an employee that makes more money, you have a bit more of a podium to stand on just from which to speak because you're, set, you're standing up for the little guys. I think what bothers you is being told that you owe a dollar amount that you didn't agree to. That's the real issue. But if you want to cover that, and by the way, if you make enough money, just cough it up. But maybe you don't. You can stand up and you know, sort of Robin Hood this and just be like, why are we giving them less and giving our bosses so much? Here's the thing, like if if it's, it's weird to give someone a gift for like a nominal fee. You don't want to give your boss like a $10 gift card.
0: It's, the, the problem is it's two separate issues. One, that the bosses are getting so much more. Two, that you're being committed to giving gifts to anyone at all, whether it's yeah, hourly it, or
1: bosses. Because we've had that question on the pod where someone's like, I'd rather just do my own thing. And it's like, okay, well, this was a team thing. So I think you have to figure out, before I can give you advice, you have to really figure out what part is the part that bothers you.
0: Right. If it was just, hey, we're giving gift cards to the hourly employees, you know, could you contribute X number of dollars? But I think it's just so inappropriate that the company is like, we're giving gifts, but the company isn't paying it. The bosses should be buying all the hourly employees yes. these $10 gift yes. cards. That's what should be happening. Also- And the fact that they're using your money, is yes. just, it's just so inappropriate, but it is one of those things that it's like, Maybe you just do it to, because to, to get along,
1: you know, or a lot of people feel the way you feel. And like, you can be like six of us don't want to do it. Also the point of giving a gift is to be like, I thought of you, this is special. Your boss getting a $200 Jimmy John's gift card. He's going to be like, (laughs) thanks. I just think people, especially in America, like we miss the purpose of giving a gift it's not just to get something. I mean, you want to watch people what a post-apocalyptic situation is going to look like, go to an airport or watch a Black Friday surveillance tape. Like people forget that this is about feeling good even if it's a handwritten note or something. So, I personally if I I if I really like my boss, I'd be like I actually make fudge every year. Like I don't want to if it isn't about the dollar amount and you don't have to be uncomfortable saying it is. I don't know your finances. Ask around, see if there's any other dissonance in your camp.
0: Yeah, so you have your coworker that clearly agrees with you, who is writing into another rival podcast. Asshole, um, uh, <laughs> our enemy. But so there's two of you. At I least. don't know. Where, I don't know what
1: podcast they're writing into, by the way. But I don't like I don't that either. you both don't listen.
0: I I do wonder if it's like. It's so hard cuz I don't know which issue I want to fight more because I want to fight hey the 200 dollars in the bosses the $400 should be split up among the hourly employees but I also want to fight we shouldn't have to give them anything the company should pay them <laughs> it's so maddening.
1: Ugh. Yeah, some something's weird about that and uh I think the person organizing is probably a little power hungry. I think you need to decide what bothers you and move on from that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to look cheap, but it is also like okay so I'm giving $50 so this asshole can get his Lexus waxed, can get his least yeah. Mazda waxed. Like, what are you asking me?
0: <laughs> it's a gift card for Lexus waxing. Only. Just half a waxing so is like only $50. <laughs> and a wax is like $175 and you just have $25 you can never use. Yeah. You want to make sure there's no hair
1: left on that Lexus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, Lies Emily. Sweet, sweet Tianfu. I, 31 female, i am contemplating a big move and would love to hear your thoughts. In the last two plus years, I've gone through some major life changes, a bad breakup, a move back home, losing my job due to COVID, and just 2021 in general. I've been living in Boston for the last 10-ish years and moved in with family to Connecticut last summer due to everything, with the intent that I'd go back to Boston when life was somewhat normal again. Over time, I was fortunate to find another job with offices across the US and now have the opportunity to move to Atlanta. Other than my family, I have no real attachment to this area, but I'm worried about being somewhere where I know absolutely no one. I've never lived outside New England, and it feels overwhelming, but also exciting. Mm. While I think I know what I want to do, I'd love your perspectives knowing that you've both moved away from home to a new city. Do I just bite the bullet and make a change? 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 Are there some pros or cons you can share? Any advice helps. My
1: life experience in this doesn't matter because I moved when I was like after college and I had college friends and I was moving for an industry. Look, think about where you want to live. Is Atlanta, do you have to, Is it have to be Atlanta? Can it be somewhere else? You said you have offices across the U.S. What kind of environment do you want to live in? Have you been to Atlanta? Do you like Southern things, you know? Um, Also, you'll make friends wherever you go. Maybe you're weird, but I don't know. You'll make friends at work. You'll make friends at your yoga class. You'll make friends with your neighbors. You'll make friends. People, you make friends. I, that's, you're not going to worry about that. Move to the city, trying to meet new people. Like you're fine. So think for a second about, you've been living under such weird constraints lately, like this sort of just fighting to survive and doing what you have to do. Think about where you want to be in five years. What kind of weather do you like? It gets very hot in Georgia. Are you cool with that? but you're leaving, you're not going to be in Boston. So are you okay with not hearing people fighting all the time? <laughs> you got you to gotta make some choices based on your preferences, not just your circumstance. How's that sound?
0: Right. Why would you be moving there because there's an office there and you want to go into the office? Where are the other offices located? Would you be moving there to potentially stay there for a decade? Or do you just want to experience something new for a few years? Like, What is it you want out of moving? Because I moved here because it's cheaper to live and I could meet I decided I have friends that own houses and I want and to own a house here. one day. There you go. And, and my family's, family's here, of course. And my family's here, but and I know the area. So I knew I but the reason that I chose in addition to knowing people is I want a house one day and I can do that in Atlanta and I couldn't do that in LA. So Also,
1: look, I understand that a lot of people have dire financial straits and don't have access to the same things that other people do. But I think we would all, if we could just get a little bit of air, we'd all do a little bit better and feel less constricted in life. If you could actually ask yourself, like, what do I want? And if you can make a step in that direction, even the tiniest one, it will create a huge effect. So that's, I can't answer that for you, but you sound like a beach gal. I'm not, yeah, Here, you said you your girl.
0: The other thing is, you move here and this is so hard for me. People always say this to me and I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to move my stuff again. Moving sucks, but you could move here for a year and then leave." Like nobody's going to trap you unless it truly becomes Walking Dead zombie time and it's all which over it in which, which case they, you want to be here because there's and, like a military base. In which case they do they do film that show in Atlanta,
1: Walking Dead. They do.
0: <laughs> you could get you
1: could be you could realize your dream of being an extra on the Walking Dead. I think it might
0: be over.
1: Okay. I hate to shoot your dreams down. Kick it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My husband has gained about 50 to 60 pounds over the last few years while I have stayed roughly the same weight. This is a woman. I've tried to get him to go on walks with me after work, which most of the time he doesn't want to do. I paid for him to have a gym membership for a year at a gym where one of his good friends went, but he only used it once, maybe twice. He has an active job in construction, but at home is mostly sedentary and he tends to go lay down in bed right after dinner. Mm. He does most Mm. of the cooking, but even when I try to do a healthy meal plan, he eats like two to three portion sizes. I love him and still think he's an attractive man, but I'm not as attracted to him, if that makes sense. I would be lying if I said this hasn't affected our sex life. Am I a terrible person that it bothers me? I feel like women are expected to keep their figure, but it's acceptable for men to gain weight and not take care of themselves.
1: You're absolutely right. Um, You just got to shut up and take it? No. Um, I don't know the communication you have with your husband, but he knows he has gained weight and he sounds tired and laying down right after dinner is so bad for you, like you for your heartburn, for your digestion. You know, I or do you have the kind of relationship where you could be like, I'm worried for your health and I want you to be around a long time? I'd like us to get, you know, on a healthier track. Can you take control of cooking? It's okay if he eats two, three portions of salad. It's okay if, you know... um." I appreciate that he's hungry uh, and working out will definitely not suppress your appetite. It will make you hungrier. But I think it might be small changes, but I think broaching the subject to him, like I want to see you healthier. I've noticed, you know, you're tired. You do this, you do that. If you can't communicate with him, that's a whole other thing. But homeboy knows he's gained weight and he probably feels really uh, helpless and ashamed.
0: Yeah. The fact that he works a construction job, it's probably pretty physically demanding. And then he's very tired and it's like... It's very easy to eat bad, a bunch of bad food to try to get that energy back. So you really just have to, I mean, I know you've tried to get him to make healthier meals to cut portion sizes. You have to figure out what can keep him going. What will I was eat gonna him, say make that. him feel full yeah. while also not being as bad as whatever he's eating? Because if you got to fix the food thing first because it the sounds like that's first. a big problem.
1: The food thing first, like I was going to say, like what keeps your energy up? throughout the day versus like eating two to three, whatever chicken McNugget sandwiches or something. There is food that fuels you. So maybe taking a diet really is the biggest part of it. Um, And men lose weight easier than women, unfortunately. So, you know, maybe look into that. But I would start by having an honest conversation with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he won't go on walks.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the, something's going on.
0: Although every day my parents ask me to go on a walk and I only go half the time.
1: Well, half is better than none. You know, you only just started drinking water recently. Emily can attest to huge life changes.
0: Huge life changes that huge. have been forced on me. And it's ma- if my parents make food and it's fish and salad. And I'm like, okay, well, this is what's here. I'm not going to go out and get nuggets. Like, that's too much work. I'm going to eat the food that's in front of me. So even if it's taking over the cooking and giving, being like, look, here's what you get. You get a portion. You can have two right. portions of All right, take, take this, it easy. Whatever it is.
1: Take it easy. Kick it.
0: Hi, Eliza. I'm a 32-year-old female considering starting a family. I really want to have a baby, but I have been pondering this question. I'd love to hear your perspective on it because I know that environmental activism is important to you. How do you feel about having a baby and raising her knowing that in 10, 20, 30 years, the world is going to be an extremely different place regarding its climate and resources?
1: Well, I mean, for that matter, your parents shouldn't have had you because it's different and the resources are different than when you were born. There's always, look, this isn't about the bigger picture. This is about, do you want to have a baby and raise it? And the fact, that, like, I'm scared for that too, but the good news is our children will not grow up knowing what a tree is, so they can't miss the tree. There's always reasons. There's always people starving in other countries. There's always war being threatened. Things are always bad. They're pretty bad now, but the weird good news is that there are, people spending billions and billions of dollars to try to figure out solutions to not have a kid because of that. I feel like when people say that it's the more messages, like the message is more like, I really don't want to have a kid. So here's my answer. Not that it's invalid, but that's not a reason. I don't think to not have a kid. I could understand if you lived in a war torn country run by the Taliban, you might be like, I don't know if I want my 50% chance of being a girl to be born into this. So, but that's not a reason. Either we will I, be or we won't be fine, but you're not, you're not birthing the kid and they're coming into a water world situation. And even if they were, it's the only situation they would know. A rescue puppy doesn't know it's a rescue puppy. He's living his life.
0: Yeah, I think the important thing, look, globally, things are bad. Personally, if you have the necessary resources yourself to raise a child, right. You know, that's a that's a factor that you should think about in terms of like, the climate, the economy. If you think you will be a good parent and that you have the ability and the, honestly, the financial security, the it's emotional, whatever you need, then go for it. But also
1: like raise a good person. Maybe your kid solves everything. Maybe your kid's the one that figures out how to turn plastic into water, you know, raise a non-selfish, good person. The world needs more of those. And less people who leave comments about how some woman changed their life because of Bitcoin in a comment section. (laughs) I'm so grateful to Alexandra. She has truly changed my life. $1,500 later, I'm no longer a piece of shit.
0: It's such a weird tactic. And I get them too. And it's like, why are they, they're always name dropping someone else. Like, I love this. It's always person. a woman. And like, why? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking, why are you, t- why is that your tactic? Milisandra
1: so has truly made me more grateful.
0: You should talk to her if Ugh. you want financial freedom. It's just, it's
1: always like a sexy woman who has like a car insurance company. It's just, I'm like, I trust you less.
0: De-de-de. Yeah. Hi, Eliza, my hero, Emily, plus Ms. Congeniality Cat, teeny, chini snow peach, intermittent guest and future molar enamel ruiner currently cooking. Long story short, <laughs> I think my sister sucks. Long story boring. My sister was 18 when I was born. We have different moms, but have always been closer than ever. What? We've been the number one there for each other through everything in life. Kids, mm-hmm. bad baby dad, building her business, my relationship drama, plus the death of her fiance, her figuring out life since. I'm about to turn 34 and she is 52. Just before the pandemic, she paid for us to go to Africa together, and it was amazing. In January 21, her 20-year-old kid said something really shitty in a family group text, and instead of parenting, she attacked and excommunicated everyone without explanation. Months later, she said it triggered a childhood abuse situation, but subsequently excommunicated her BFFs under the ruse of COVID differences. Okay. She claims she's been in therapy since but and hasn't communicated with anyone. There's been no communication with the family, and it makes my cancer-surviving mom, 77, who she's really close to, really sad. A month ago, I sent her a short note in the mail telling her our 18-year-old cat died and that mom and myself were worried about her. Last week, she inexplicably cold-called me during a workday. I didn't answer, but text her right after, saying that after the hurt and abandonment from someone so close, I needed more notice for an interaction. But of course, I wanted to talk to her. No voicemail, no text back. Minutes later, she called my mom, left a teary voicemail about how I was bullying her. And she had left me a voicemail.
1: <laughs> There's so much drama packed into literally every character description. Everybody in this has trauma or cancer or died or said something. This is like a We're soap almost... opera. There's We're no almost... way. This is too much context, which leads me to believe I need more context. Oh. Okay.
0: Hold this... on. We're almost... She left me a voicemail. That would set me off. So she wanted my mom to have a heads up because my anger was reminiscent of my father, which she knows triggers my mom. It doesn't. Mom is living her best senior life I single. Okay. Then sent her a text as well saying she was PTSD triggered. Oh my tried God. to emotionally target my mom, didn't want to get involved. So, what? I sent sister a text telling her that I didn't have a voicemail from her and to leave my mom out of it. I then wrote my mom a reference sheet of the non-emergency police numbers as well as hospital and mental health I, info Emily, for the town my sister stop, lives in. stop reading
1: this. This is...
0: It's, we're wrapping up. She sucks and it's time to distance, no. right? Do I owe her grace? Thank you. Also, this doesn't have to be a non. She's not smart enough to listen to this fucking gem of a Jesus show. So Christ. This is Kate 126. Hey, Kate,
1: calling it fucking gem of a show sounds real sarcastic in my opinion. Maybe you got to work on your approach. I know, but still, fucking gem of a show sounds like on this polished turd. No, I know. Look, (laughs) look, this is such a loaded question. You are so angry. Women hate that. Like, no, I'm calm, sweetie. No, you're so angry. You're so hurt. You have one choice. You can either, also this idea like you weren't prepared for her to call you but she did. And rather than say, hey, I'm at work, I'll call you back. You snipped back at her with basically, you want her to apologize for a lot of stuff. There's a lot of hurt there. I totally get it. I've been in a situation similar and you have a choice. You can either say that you're over it and ignore it. And then when a song comes on, you just lose your shit crying or you just call and be like, I would like to resolve this. You either do or you don't. You're not, you're probably never going to get the full mea culpa from her. So you can either accept how she is and chat about it or just move on. But you are very angry and you're very hurt. And those are your choices. No one can make that decision for you. I personally choose to just not speak to the person, but but that is unhealthy. And you know what? I think there's health in admitting that it's unhealthy. So I am a fully realized woman. In many ways, I've cured myself.
0: The sister's in her 50s. She's not going to change. Something's going on. But I think as much as we're taught now that we should be setting our own boundaries and like you should ask someone like, are you in an emotional place before I unload on you? Like, Telling your sister I can't talk because you're too—it's too much. I can't handle it right now. We need to schedule a time. You're creating drama because you could have said I can't talk right now. Let's set a time to talk. So yeah, you, you know she's volatile. Not that she should get away with that, but you kind of I think are enjoying this and that you're like, yeah, this is such craziness. Oh, my sister's so crazy. And yeah, you're you should just disengaging. Enjoying-
1: you're enjoying venting. Look, I've been there. I fully get it. You're enjoying telling the same story to people, bringing in all these juicy elements. But at the end of the day, it's really hurting you. So yeah. I say a face-to-face, and if you can't do face-to-face, a real phone call. But these little jabs like, well, you didn't parent your daughter. Well, you didn't answer properly. Well, you have PTSD. Well, I did this. It's, I've lost track, and this was just your question to me. So uh-huh. you guys got to figure out what you want. But um, it sounds like you love her, and you just, you're hurt. And so yeah. if you come from that place versus here's what you did wrong. Yeah. But I think you enjoy, you enjoy. I mean, that was, that was an insane thing to write. If, if anybody else read that, it'd be like, is this a screenplay for a soap opera? Yeah. It's or a lot teleplay. going on
0: with you guys.
1: <laughs> a lot going on. But I get it. I get it. I've been there. I, I am there. And, uh, still choosing not to talk to that relative. So we will see. And it's Yeah. And kick it.
0: Uh, Would love to hear about Eliza's financial tips and tricks. I know her dad is an investment (laughs) advisor. Did Mm -hmm. any of that rub off? So many women don't invest or talk about money. So look, I think this is an interesting question because no, you're not going to give someone investment advice. I legally cannot do that. You legally cannot. (laughs) But I think it's true that women don't talk about money as much or investment or whatever. And I think as much as I've fully don't understand crypto, et cetera. I see a lot more women posting about that and posting about like the AMC, not not the women that are like spam bots, but like, or AMC stocks or okay. whatever, kind of like- AMC stock is
1: huge right now, which is so crazy because you're like, does someone own them? Because no one's going to the movies. So, and the person I learned that from was my mother, who's like really into stocks. Uh, my father is no longer a financial planner. Uh, he He's like partially retired. Now he instructs tennis because he loves it. Um, and none of it rubbed off on me because anytime he wanted to tell me something, I was like, I don't want to do this. That being said, um, get a financial planner, a financial advisor, and that person is paid to invest your money properly and, t- and sit down and explain stuff to you. And the more money you have, the more patient they're going to be. Um, you can buy very low risk, high yield stocks and bonds. So that's when we're talking, you know, a couple hundred dollars, you know, this doesn't have to be like Wolf of Wall Street. There are ways to do it safely, super conservative investments. You want to set up something called a SEP, which is where you can contribute money to it every year. It's like a fund and you don't have to pay taxes on that money. Uh, And you don't touch it till you're like 50 and then you're allowed to take out money at a certain time, whatever. But that's a great way to hold your money. And a lot of people have a Roth IRA. So the investing is more about setting yourself up for the future for a rainy day versus now. Talk to a real financial planner and they will explain everything to you. There's a way to do this where you make a little bit of money, maybe you get lucky, but you're not going to lose anything major.
0: Yes. Talk to someone because no one is looking out for you but you. And as the environmental question asks, you know, the The amount, the ability to retire, et cetera, is going to change so drastically. Like we're never going to be able to retire. Everything's awful. You have to look out for yourself in yeah. the future. Talk to someone about setting yourself up with money that you will not touch for 50 years. Like that yes. is the key. That it's is what sexy. you do. not sexy. It's
1: not fun. It's the advice I just gave and Emily's just repeating it because she doesn't have her own advice. <laughs> so next question. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about & Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room, because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft, yet super breathable, and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all and Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year. And I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California king. And Boland Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from and Branch. Go to bowlinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Boland Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. (laughs) Uh, Top of the Cob. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. Okay. My Top of the Cob is... I... uh, I got... I won a 2009 Honda Civic Hybrid on Last Comic Standing. So, 400 years ago. And today, because I have a baby coming, I got a new car. Weirdly, it was... It was mostly joyless because it was a utilitarian purchase. Um, It is a brand new car. um, And I was able to get one in a pandemic, so that's cool. Um, I for sure don't feel any guilt about this. If anyone deserves a new car, it's me. No one has, no one, even semi-famous, you know, has driven a car that long simply because I love it. What?
0: Did it fit in the garage?
1: Yeah, barely. Barely. The guy who was like helping me was like directing me. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm letting you direct me if I hit this thing, brand new car. So, and I don't trust the camera. I use my eyes. So in I go. Um, I got a new car. I got a Volvo because I'm beginning my uh, butterfly-like transformation into full mom. And um, that's my top of the cob. I'm sorry. That's not the top of the cob. Because I got the car. I didn't even know what color it was. I like picked one. I had like a choice of five. I was like, just not red. And please don't give what me a dark it? interior. It's like a, I thought it was gray, but it's like a chocolate gray, whatever. It is a, it is, it is a mom color. Not sexy, but it is a beautiful car. Um. So my top of the cob is not that I, because after I got it, I was like, eh. it's not sexy. It's not like, ooh, I got this Mercedes. I got, I got a Bugatti. Not that I would agree with that. Uh, my top of the car is that, Prior to acquiring this car, I donated my car to a friend. Yes. I, and I promised her she could have it. So I feel good that I was able to do that for a friend because I take really good care of my Honda Civic Hybrid. It's a oh, great car. Oh, your
0: car is in great shape. It is practically like brand new. You keep to date, up to date on all the like things it needs yeah. fixed. It It's very clean. It's a, like it's a it's great car. The CD car. player
1: works so well. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> so you saying that, is what brings up my bottom of the cob. So they go together. Okay. My bottom of the cob is the car broker was like, what kind of car do you have? And I was like, a 99 hybrid. He's like, how many miles? I was like, I have no idea. And it's not that many. He he was like, how many miles? You said 99. It's a
0: 2009.
1: I'm sorry, 2009, whatever. (laughs) And he was like, you can get a lot of money for that. And I was like, really? He was like, let me take a look at it. I'll tell you. And I said, no. Because Noah was like, it's better to not know. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I thought I would get like a couple grand and it's so much more. So my bottom of the cob is like, I could have gotten so much money for this car that was basically free, but I had already promised it to this friend who needed it. So I'm just going to have to swallow that because I can't go back on my word, even though she would understand if I did.
0: It's it's not, it's good karma. Like the person driving it is going to be very safe in that car. I guess. You know, I don't but- know. I just,
1: I'm choosing to not find out how much I could have gotten because at the end of the day, at the end of your life, hopefully you've done well enough that five to eight grand wouldn't have made a difference, but it always does. That's a gold chain for Tianfu. That's one year of private clay lessons for your kid in LA. That's one year of art lessons. Mm. I think you're going to be okay. I'm fine. Anyways, friend, been um, be cool to me forever. My top
0: of the cob is I got my vibrating can, my hurricane in a can that I bid on. <laughs> it's a promotional. Emily, that's not, not a can. Vibrating,
1: tell, tell everyone what that is.
0: It's a can.
1: It's a just a giant <laughs> vibrator. You're like, I mean, it's from. If
0: I pulled it out. No, it's a vibrating can. Hurricane in a can meant to promote the 1999 film Forces of Nature. I got it from an A24 auction that I was watching like a hawk and it arrived and I was so excited. I couldn't believe it actually worked because it's something with a battery compartment from 10 plus years ago but it works perfectly and now it sits on my desk in a place of honor and my bottom of the cob is that when I was on support about my laptop yet again I was on a call with... HP support and the man starts trying to sell me as he has not fixed the problem with my mm. under a year old computer. He starts trying to sell me a three year warranty that's $200. And I say, I can't do that. I am currently unemployed. So, you know, we can't, I can't buy that. And he goes, <laughs> Okay, well, good luck. <laughs> I was like, Ew. Excuse me. And he goes, And he goes, uh, Well, I guess I can get you, I can get you 30% off. Or so, but it's still, it's $140. Can you manage that? And I was like, no, I'm unemployed. I can't buy a warranty for a computer that is currently broken that you have not fixed. Yeah. And he goes, ah, okay.
1: He do laughed. you think it's in the script to like do a laugh and put the customer I, at ease?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It did feel like he was... It it was such a malicious, evil little laugh that I could, only, I could only think that there was a barrier and he didn't understand what I had said yeah. because it was such an evil little laugh that I was like, I was shocked and I was sitting there like, no, I can't. And he's like, well, we're going to run out of these because everyone is loving their HP products so much that oh, they're nice. all asking for warranties and we're running out of warranties. And I was nice like, tactic. I'll take that chance.
1: Yeah. On I was broken- laughed at. That is also, you're like, I'm like, oh, shocker. Like a dude who works in like lower level tech management laughed at a woman. Weird. They're usually so secure.
0: It was so strange. That's and after an insane. hour on the phone, it's, I thought he fixed it, but he didn't and it's still broken. So I need to talk to, I genuinely, I think I'm going to have my dad call and fight someone for me because I'm not getting any respect right. and he's in IT and he can say computer words. Just have your dad fix it. He tried. It's. That hardware needs to be replaced. They need to take it back and replace the hardware.
1: I guarantee you that company doesn't even (sighs) exist anymore, and you're just going to get a phone tree, and you need to own up to the fact that you basically bought a lemon. You bought a lemonade stand, and you just need to get a Mac and pay it off little by little over the next 30 years. Never. All right. Well, you enjoy your hurricane in a can (laughs) as the only working electronic in your home. (laughs)
0: It really
1: is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank oh, you. man, you got screwed out, computer. I got screwed out of a nice chunk of change for being a good person, which will not pay off ever. There's no such thing as karma, even though there's an app called Karma that I think is about cars, isn't it? Or Klarna. Um, oh, that's like the Swedish credit card.
0: I think there's a karma app. Car- credit karma.
1: You guys want to sponsor this pod?